and we're live. Hi Insta, uh, Jay from Lads Talk Health as always, um, sending loads of love and light and positive energy. Um, tonight we're going to have a part two, there's Harry. Hi mate, I can't hear you. Um, there you go, you're back, you're back. Is it going to interrupt though? You talk quickly. Go on, you talk, I talk, you talk, I talk, you talk, I you go quiet. Yeah. I can now. Yeah? I can now. I'll put my headphones on. Hey, there's lovely Anna, there's Jojo. Get, how he's getting his headphones. Oh, there's a few people joined in early. Hi guys, it's lovely to see everyone. Um, as I, at the beginning, it was funny actually, um, when I went live, I'd, because I can't see everything that we just spoke about, I had a moment like, am I doing this right? Do you want me to set the time? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> if you don't mind. So guys, this is a part two. Um, on Monday night, James shared a story with about a 15-year-old girl that he's been working with over the last uh, number of months. And what he shared, five months, and what he shared was things that are actually really going on in this world within the, the pharmaceutical industry and within in cancer. And the impact it has on her as an individual, which she isn't being heard, and her family of what they've been going through. It's really important uh, for us to share this story because well, we've already had feedback from the last call, just the insights that people were getting that they didn't even know before. We had an amazing conversation with a lady yesterday, Talayla, and if you guys get the chance to watch the first one uh, on Monday night and then listen to her story, and she literally covered every single point which James said was going on there. So it's not just a one-off. This is happening all around the world. And on Monday, we didn't even cover half of the stuff. So we've had to turn it into a part two. So I see some same faces on here. So again, guys, thank you so much for the support. And, and this, this is what Lads Talk Health is all about. And me and James buzz off of the feedback and interaction from you guys too. So... Uh, really grateful for you tuning in. We wanted to carry on now in part two and allow James to go into the deeper stuff and, and the, the things that really started happening. I and mean, it's going to shock a lot of people, but it needs to be it needs to be said. And James had the opportunity today on a, a really big platform in front of a lot of people to share this story about a little girl. And unfortunately, he was on the show with another doctor who didn't let him speak at all. It was really interesting to watch. But when we talk about ego, this was just, it was, it was my show. And the whole uh, premise of that uh, show was to get this story out to a bigger audience. So there's a bit of frustration. Harry, take Harry, Harry, sorry, I just had a real big insight as you were saying that. Obviously, we... we 
we talk about transparency and and ego. You know, I, I, well, main, main transparency had the fact that we fail all the time as well. I failed. I was just thinking this as you were saying that I failed Rose massively and her family on that, and it was because of my ego. Because and do you know what you should do, Harry? Can you put? We should put the link up so people can watch because this. I'm going to hold my hands up. So when I say I found Rose, I, I went on. So this 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 particular platform's got just under 16 million people uh, following uh, that regularly tune in to this gentleman. His name's Doctor Charlie Ward. Actually, we think about his name, can't we? Obviously, his name's Doctor Charlie Ward, and he's got just under 16. Some of you might know him. Um, 16 million people that follow him. So he, he invited me on his platform. Uh, and I and it's really interesting because I said to him prior to going on, you know, I'm so grateful for coming on, but you know, I, I, it, this is all about this girl and her family and her story. So I just want to make sure that I don't want to insult this girl and her family by having five minutes because it's a long story, and, and I, I'm the, the point of having all your people uh, listen to it listen to this story is awareness and and uh, and and obviously has her to to turn the fault for this girl and for those that pray to pray for her for those that meditate to meditate for her and you know just that was the whole point and the doctor that was coming on with me is a, a doctor it's from america um big following known in his field uh and i've been told that you know he, he was on there to you know to to pitch in uh, once I'd explained what had gone on. And I went on there genuinely. I promise you I'm someone who I can learn off people all the time, uh, whoever it is. I've not got that sort of ego that I've learned to realize just how incredible everybody is. You don't have to be a doctor either. I learn off my clients. I learn off this girl every time I speak to her. I learn a truth that is, is way more powerful than most adults could ever understand or ever sort of exude. Um, so that wasn't the way it was. So I got on there, and as Harry said, I didn't. I got to into give my backstory briefly, and then just literally, I literally my backstory when it has, and then I got onto this little girl, and then basically this this doctor uh, talk about ego. Now he what happened was his ego saw the potential for him to just come in as the doctor and just start lecturing me. And Harry, what even when and you can put the link up in the, this on this chat, can you? On this video, so people you can watch it because it is an interesting watch because you'd also get to see me fail and the stuff that I talk to you guys about in regards to my ego because this guy just started spouting off all of this stuff. Now, here's my disclaimer: I'm not got anything against religion. However, when someone is saying without Jesus you're going to be you'll be cursed with sickness and uh, this isn't verbatim having correct me please call me on this call me on this if I'm got this wrong but he said something along the lines of and if if oh that's because he was saying there's no such thing as any sickness it's just a label and if you don't uh, believe in Jesus um, you'll be you can be cursed and he was saying that the babies that are born sick they've been cursed because of the parents he said that's pretty much the concept, wasn't it, of what he said? So, yeah. sorry? I was going to say, after 30 minutes of just going off on yeah, a, a, a tangent. Do you mind pitching in? Because you was just on that first bit, not before I lose it and then I fail myself. Can you just explain? Because then it's, it comes across 
Because I, what I, I, I sent Harry the link. I couldn't watch it back. I was so ashamed of myself and gutted. I couldn't even watch it back. So I sent Harry the link, didn't I? And I asked you to watch it and give me your honest feedback, which I love you, bruv. You did, because I knew I'd cocked up. But can you sort of say what had happened at the beginning? Yeah, so James, first of all, wanted to say, look, this is who I am. And what I picked up was James's energy was rushed. It was like, I, I just need to get all this out and, and tell it. And kind of went off on all these different parts to what James's story is. And then after a number of minutes, got to Daisy's story, which was literally two minutes, didn't even get, didn't even touch it. And the guy just come in. The guy was just talking for the sake of talking and talking about healing and talk. Like James said, lecturing James on what is going on, but that wasn't the purpose of the, the show. The show was to, to tell this girl's story. And he went off and off. It went for 30 minutes and, and, me and James always give each other feedback and we, we try to better each other and, and again, look for a different perspective. So I'm just watching James's energy. So start with just listening and then you can see James gets more and more frustrated. You can see he wants to say something, but he doesn't. And I think that was one of the teachings from this is your soul knows. Like we've got an opportunity here, a, a massive opportunity. And then you can see it, James would then step in and say, look, can we make it about the girl? And then it went off again and... It, it was about me. And let me jump back in at this point because you've been you've been polite there, mate. But the truth is, when I jumped back in, I did say that about the girl. But because of all the stuff that he'd spouted, and the fact that I knew he was trying to uh, patronise me, oh, have you studied quantum physics? Well, funny enough, yes, I actually have, and you saw his face then as well. So he was trying to assert an egotistical authoritative tone on the conversation so when I cut in when my soul did say can we make it about the girl then I let my ego go and I started addressing the crap that he just spouted rather than making it about the girl and then trying to get back uh thanks very much Anna that's that's very lovely thank you uh, and so I I was as guilty as him if not no in fact I was more guilty than him because I was aware of what he was doing and I my ego wouldn't let it go. My frustration was as well, please understand, I don't like the fact that, no, I don't, sorry, that would have sounded awful. I was going to say, I don't like the fact that this guy's got loads of followings, what, followers, because he has. It's not that I don't like the fact he's got loads of followers. I don't like the fact that loads of people would follow being told stuff like that, which would leave a lot of people in limbo and thinking, well, that guy's a doctor. He does know better than me. And it's not right. And that, that, that my ego was on that. How can you, when it should have just been soul, you've given her name out. And I thought about this today. You gave her name out accidentally, by the way, has I? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, 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 don't apologize. But again, because my soul, that was a perfect gift for me because my soul has been telling me, you gave her out on that big platform because I wanted that. And the people, like the people that are tuned in, like, let me just have a quick look. Now, I just want to say that, that, that Fatma's not on yet, but these people that are tuned in, you've always been there. So uh, her name is Daisy. You guys mean more to me with great respect than all them people anyway, and I genuinely mean that. This girl's name is Daisy. Okay, that's why I said Rose is relevant to her real name. And she's an incredible girl, Daisy. So it was meant to all be about Daisy, and sorry, Daisy, I massively let you down. However, there's a silver lining to this story, because as the video went on, um, 
that it was an hour and a half video. It's funny because the host he phoned me back up literally as soon as it got cut off. The we said our goodbyes. Instantly, the, my phone went. Oh my god, James, that was incredible. That was amazing. I've never had a show like that energy wise. And my soul is going. No, no, that wasn't me. If that. I've just given a complete different misrepresentation of myself because I got into a situation where it was off the topic of Daisy, but what I did do is addressed, I couldn't, in the end, I think it's fair to say, I addressed pretty much all of his points, didn't I, Hazard? Um, mm -hmm. Someone else just le left a message, I don't want to ignore anyone. James, but you always, hold on, you got to instead of responded, James, but you just... But you have just said you were aware of what he was doing and that is what triggered you. Yeah, and that's awful. Thank you. That is it. And that's weak of me because I was aware and I still let it trigger me. But no, no but. So in the end, it turned into me addressing all of his points. Uh, in the end, he actually he changed his wording in the end as well, didn't he? Uh, with, with some of the things because he realised it was just such a nonsense that he'd said. Um, but anyway, so uh, by the... Uh, end of the show. Did I jump off again there, Hazard? So you remember you said you got pulled. Oh, by the way, as well, people, massive apologies. I haven't slept a wink because, well, Harry, you forgot to mention, we did three podcasts last night prior, <laughs> all through the night to Kate for America. So I'm really sorry. I look awful this evening because we've I had to get up and do all the normal runs today as dad and, and husband and everything else. So I'm, I'm not my, um, <laughs> I'm not my normal self. Um, but what was, what was I saying, Hazard? So, um, how did it? At the end of the show, you said. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the way it went was it got it, the rest of the show was. I got fed up of him because if anyone does take time to watch this video, you'll see how rude this guy is. He cuts me off, doesn't he, Harry? How many times he cut me off when I go back onto. I do go back onto Daisy, and then he cuts me off. And then I do go back. And then by the end, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting him off and just attack it. Not, yeah. That was the truth. Did you hear what came back? That I was going to die. Can't lie to the soul. I was attacking him back. I was attacking him back because I'd had enough of the disrespect that it showed Daisy, the disrespect that it showed me, and I was going back at him, which I completely failed and let everybody down at that point. So for all the stuff that I talk about ego and being present, I was none of those things yesterday. Uh, on the biggest opportunity to share this beautiful little girl's story, I was none of the things that I, I talk about. So I'm sorry to myself and to everybody else because I let everybody down. And that's shocking when I think about it. However, I accepted it immediately. I knew immediately what I'd done. And I think this is, no, I know this is where when I work with people and I explain to them, you are going to make mistakes, but you have to be aware of your mistakes soulfully so that I'm not making excuses I take on acceptance. I accepted it straight away. What happened next was really interesting. The video editor for the show who'd reached out to me about cancer for a friend of hers who I've been helping um, contacted me on WhatsApp and said, James, um, she initially said that was a, a, a fab or a fab energetic show last night. And I uh, reading uh, initially, again, initially my ego was like energetic. And, it was a load of bollocks, to be honest. I let everyone down, let myself down. But then she put an emoji on the end. I thought, oh, hold on. Like, let's, let's have a look into this. Maybe it's an opportunity to learn something from yesterday from someone who watched it. So I, I left a voicemail uh, on WhatsApp, as you can, saying, oh, listen, uh, have you watched it then? And, and what did you think? 
And she came back straight away. She went, well, I think the doctor tried to steal the show, which really meant a lot to me because it was like, it's not an excuse, but that's what set me off. That's like breathe the bliss, what you said. That's what triggered me was the fact that he'd tried to steal the show. And what's interesting in is, and Harry, again, I might as well share this because this is all the God's honest truth. Um, the reason I'd set off, Harry, you can, in fact, Harry, can you explain when you fed back and said, James, you ran off like a bullet and you just weren't being, you was going all over the place, blah, blah, blah. What did I send you from yesterday? So from before I did the show this morning, I sent you some voicemails between me, Charlie, and, uh, and what I'd asked to make sure prior to um, the show taking place. Yeah, you just made a point to say, can we please make it about Daisy's story? And can I please uh, get the opportunity just to introduce myself to all of your audience just so people can understand who I am and, and what I do so there's more context for for this story. Do you remember the time frame I said that I wouldn't insult this I didn't want to insult his family by having only do you remember what I said in the message? Mm-hmm. A five yeah, to ten it, minutes. Yeah you, you wanted to make it yeah you wanted to make it brief and also you wanted to make it relevant about Daisy and you had the premonition that this guy was going to take the show from a meditation that you did so. from the day from so that that's the important part for those who might have known i lost a little boy i've shared this many times lost a little boy didn't deal with it for years since i did not i've become so aware now and awake to my spiritual side and i've got a long way to go i'm not claiming to be anything special but one thing i do is when i get into and it doesn't happen every single time but when you for those that do meditate out there that do it and you've got you get into your flow of meditation I've done drugs in my life. I've done, not regularly, but we used to smoke cocaine. I've done a few times with Harry. <laughs> We've done it together. But point being, there's no high that can come close, has there, is there, to when you get into flow in meditation and what you experience throughout your whole body. It's beautiful. It's bliss. It's calming. You feel insights. You get visualizations. This is such an incredible experience. And I'm not painting that up. Why would I? What's the agenda on that? Like, a few years back, I'd have told myself I'm an idiot for even talking like that. So, but it's true. So, but when I get into that state, I talk to my son, as Harry knows, I told you about that. And that's thanks to um, Harold, the different Harry, um, coming to see me. But um, I'd, I'd meditate the day before and what came to me in the meditation so strongly was he's going to steal the show he's going to steal the show so I'd left the message with Charlie to say listen I just don't want it being I appreciate because he told me this doctor was coming on and I see this doctor had a massive following and everything else so I thought okay um, I always expect because all we tend to experience Harry these days when you first time meet people is a lot of the time you do meet an ego because everyone sort of comes with their, how they think they should be received and what they think they should be saying. I mean, you don't need to do that. You should just show up as your best self, which is just being confident in you and actually looking forward to meeting someone and potentially what you could learn from that situation. That's where I, I, I went into it. But I knew I could be coming up against that once I, I saw who this guy was. So I placed Charlie and by saying, look, I don't want it to turn into something uh, no i said my exact words were i don't insult this girl's story by only having five to ten minutes to talk about this girl and harry i've i i sent you the voice my back from him didn't he, he said no no james it's this whole show is about daisy and this is why i've got this doctor on that was his words wasn't it 
because I think he'll be perfect to be able to help. So I was like, brilliant, sold. Although I'd had that little premonition in my meditation, I thought, there you go, Charlie said that. So anyway, yeah, that didn't transpire. So um, let's start to let's start today then. Yeah, and, and today, make, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna just make you aware of your energy as well. Relax, relax now, because you're still carrying that from earlier today. I know it's funny, isn't it? Because I started talking about it again. It was so frustrating. It really was, mate. That's. I mean, how he gave me a coaching today, which is again just to shout you out, mate. And I, I did earlier to you. I sent you a message just saying I appreciate I am of of you when, when. And I, <laughs> this is why everyone needs a coach in their life. Someone who's not going to be scared to just tell you no that's your ego and and yeah so i um you're right coach good job coach <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> calm down now um but yeah so because oh, go on i was gonna say just what you've got to say today this does bring up emotions and this is going to trigger some people it's going to trigger a lot of people and it's going to yeah it gets yeah emotional. i'm going to fill the blanks yeah sorry had you gone so, go so yeah so i i just wanted to kind of set the tone now because this is part two and I want to make this as, as much as we can about Daisy's story now. Mm. And James, I'd like you to, if you can, just recall just quickly a summary of where we yeah. got up to. And, and then In go fact, into... Well, go, on. Yeah. go on. Okay, sorry. And yeah, just want, I, I want people just to understand where we've got to. But I want then James to really pick up on... And the reason why we do this is to let people know what really goes on. And also some of the things that is presented to you, this happens regularly. And all it allows people to do is just be able to have a new foundation or, or solid foundation to work from with a new perspective. And this family have gone through so much, like I still can't comprehend how this has happened. And it, it, it's still going on. It's not like it's finished. <laughs> It's only just no. started. So I'm, yeah, I'm she was on her sure third round to today. Third round of six hours today, this little girl uh, is going through six hours of chemotherapy. So, yeah, let's catch up. Um, I'm going to bullet point. So, Daisy's a 15-year-old girl. I met her five months ago. I'd met her dad two months prior to that. Her dad, he, dad, her dad had reached out. So, so, slow down. I was only, only going to bullet speed this part up because for those that have watched, but no, I'll slow it down again then. No problem, mate. Nice one, Hazard. So met her dad two months prior to that who'd reached out for his twin sister who had uh, asked to be advised uh, about the endocannabinoid system and cannabis and and what I'd recommend. I recommended what I, I'd recommend to anybody in that state, but because of the pandemic, the dad couldn't get anything done with the, the twin sister who was in Ireland. Unfortunately, the twin sister died on her own. Uh, the dad thanked me um, due to the cancer. The dad thanked me for, you know, just helping out and whatnot. Uh, and that, to be honest, because of my previous eight years up until that point of dealing with so many different people, I've never had the same person ring me back ever, let, well, other than to conversate and we have chats, which is lovely. I'm just speaking of a woman, actually, uh, especially the ones that were supposed to be dead and they're still alive. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the, this, the, the dad, uh, John, John rang me back two months later to say that his daughter had been diagnosed with E-wing sarcoma, which is a really vicious, vicious cancer, which is very, very rare and tends to attack young girls in their uh, teenage years when all the changes are going on it often gets misdiagnosed um, because of the fact <clears throat> it is so rare that uh, in one doctor's words 
to the dad that, well, some doctors wouldn't even know how to diagnose it. I just, that just came to me. Even that, if you think about that, that's quite worrying. And in this particular case, Daisy was misdiagnosed for the best part of the year. Her mum, shout out as always to mums, to women in general, use that just so much stronger. I'm reading sounds today. Women are so much stronger than men. Men, we've got a lot to learn. <laughs> But uh, um, shout out to all the mums because the mother's intuition is just different level. So she knew that something was wrong. And what was interesting, while this Daisy's auntie was dying, so obviously John, her dad's twin sister, is her auntie, obviously, she started doing all the research for her auntie into endocannabinoid system, into the breathing stuff. Because as me and Harry always testify, we don't, we will share information, but along with that first meeting, we say the same thing. Do not take anything we've told you as your truth. Go and do your research. Make it your truth. And if it is then your truth, then that's what you go with. But if you find out that it's not your truth, then it's fine. It's just been another bit of information that you've, you've been shared, someone shared with you, to give you something else to gauge, which is always a nice thing you can do with somebody. So she'd gone off and done all Daisy had been doing her own research, which... In this time, she'd had this lump on her chest for the best part of, of a year, being told it was just, oh, you know, when teenagers go through puberty, they do get lumps. With girls do get lumps here, there, and everywhere. Um, so, but the mum in the end kicked off such a fuss. Uh, from memory, I think they went to, no, or they, they was threatening to complain. I don't know if they went to a different doctor or they, they made a complaint. Uh, and then they, they got sent some, Daisy got sent somewhere else got diagnosed with uh, e-wing sarcoma. So a really vicious cancer um, told that, again, the statistic charts come out of, uh, you know, none of them, by the way, none of these statistics, 70% we can give you this, uh, 60% we can give you this much. And it was all, none of it guaranteed at all a cure. None of it, off, not cure, a healing, excuse me. None of it, none of them on that list offered, um, Sorry, and, and so that's, that's all that you need to know about that. Nothing on that list offered that family or that little girl a, a, a clean slate. We're going to get rid of that and you can push on and enjoy the rest of your long, long life and enjoy being a child and into adulthood and all the rest of the stuff you deserve to have. That, that wasn't an option. So instantly that had already been ripped away from this family and from this little girl, which at 15 years old, and I can tell you I've spent a lot of time with this girl, and she's just, she humbles me just being in her existence. She's so clever, so intelligent, so pure. She deserves everything in life, this girl. Uh, so that had been taken away, okay? And, and turn the page. Here's the list of, of symptoms that uh, you face, okay? Which uh, death being one of them, inflammation of the heart that can lose, cause the death, heart attack, hair loss, infertility. Uh, so it was a huge, yeah, huge list exactly of of different um, life-changing side effects. So, yeah, I was just thinking, so basically both pages just show either you're, you're not going to live now for as long as you should, and there's a good chance over here that one of the, even one of these life-changing effects is, is going to be a result of the actual treatment, the chemo. So, um, now... <clears throat> At that point, because there'd been, <clears throat> this is now going to start filling in some of the blanks from yesterday. So now at this point, the mum has clocked, hold on, you've misdiagnosed my daughter for the best part of a year. You've played down every time I've come to see you at the GPs, you've, you've belittled me, in her words, that's the word she used, I felt belittled, patronised. Uh, 
and to an extent now where I feel I failed as a mother, that's how she, because I ended up doing a coaching session. She was the first person of this family I coached was the mum, funny enough. I don't know if I told you that, Hazard, but she was the first person I actually done a coaching session with, with, with is the mum. She's a lovely, lovely lady. Um, and when I took her through the experience, when, when I first, it's heartbreaking, first time I spoke to her, and this is where, this is why uh, these things are so important and, and to understand why this is not an attack on doctors and nurses and, and the NHS, you know, on the whole. And I'm not saying that this is a representation of, of every single place, but this is common. This is very common. There is a scary statistic. I can't remember how high the percentage is, how many times that it's well over 50%, how often uh, cancer is misdiagnosed. And from my experience, Harry, every single person we've worked with it's never been at the beginning of that journey. Like it's just started forming. It's been, ah, oh, I, I, it was last like Talaya. Look at Talaya's story. Yes, they perfect example. Like I said, it answered everything we went through on my video. Like it a year later, you, you get this. You get these stories. That, oh no, they just didn't know what it was. They, what, what was her words? The lump on her neck. She wouldn't. She she barely paid the any barely paid it any mind, and she didn't even touch it and told her it was because she'd been working out that it was a muscle injury. So that's just another, another example when that was that lady yesterday that um, was on our platform. Um, so her mum is, is on the phone to me and all she can uh, direct her anger at is herself. And how heartbreaking is that? But the truth is, is because like most of us, we spend our whole lives believing that these people in white coats know everything about medicine and our body and no matter what happens they're the ones that are going that's our support network but then when when can you imagine as a mum as a parent you've got a feeling that something's not right but the only thing that's preventing you for so long from actually taking that next step because of course all she's thinking about oh if i'd have only acted seven months ago when i suspected like this wouldn't have got to this stage like, can you imagine how i mean I've been dealing with this family now for, for a good few months, and it's horrible, horrible to see the, the egotistical self-persecution that these parents, which is understandable. I, I, I look at, you know, I, what I found on last night, let alone being the parent of this child and, and having that. So, she, you know, that's the big, big, sorry, did you say something, Hazza? Sorry, no. Apologies. Um, so, she as a mum is just thinking, you know, I should have trusted my gut instinct. I should have trusted basically my soul. I should have trusted yes. my soul, what I knew, because it was her ego. It was just her ego that was telling her, no, Alicia, they know better than you. And then that, that doctor is actually saying, no, you know, in, in a nice, subtle way, you know, this is our area of expertise. This is our area of expertise. The, but yet the connection's you've been, gone, mate. Yeah? What, your end? Hello? Are we still live? If anyone's in chat, can someone message me if it's Harry's end or if I'm still live? We don't know what we don't know that people who train in mainstream medicine believe me before. I don't want to do one more. I feel far between. Yeah, you're bang on. Are we can someone let me know if we're still live? Please, sorry to be a pain. <laughs> Jojo.
you back. Do you know what's interesting? James can see you not having it. Thank you, Anna. Thank you so much. Um, did I tell you, Hazard, not to digress just really quickly, but Instagram wouldn't let me post that video. You know that first one? Interesting, that, isn't it? Uh, they wouldn't, they, no, sorry. They wouldn't let me promote. Did I just say post? They wouldn't let me promote. Uh, thank you, Breathe the Bliss. Uh, that video, the one with this first part that we did on that and how it's gone now. Anyway, um, yes. So what was I just saying, Hazar? Um, You're saying oh, yeah, the, so the, the mum blaming herself. Yeah, blaming herself. And again, classic example of what we talk about and, that, and, and the importance of how family members, especially, you know, it's bad enough. And I'm not trying to gauge here, but I know as a parent, as for me, as a knowing for me, not for everyone else, not going to claim that, but as a parent, to see one of my children sick, I'd rather anyone else, God forbid, myself, my wife, and my wife would say the same, you know, than your child. You know, you'd rather it be yourself or your other half. And I, I, I don't, I'm sure, I, I know what I mean by that. And I, I hope parents understand, people understand what I mean by that. When it's your child, you just, any hair on their head, you just would take anything for them, you know, hands down. You wouldn't even think twice about it. You'd rather it be yourself or your spouse. You know, you just say, that's just, you know, it sounds a crazy statement, but that's what it is with your kids. It's that crazy, unconditional love so that's what i need these two parents are a shining example of of that of, of exactly that so she's just self-persecuting herself because these doctors have, have patronized her for the best part of a year now her daughter has got to a stage where she's been diagnosed with ewing sarcoma now she's up in front of these people which in the first meeting with daisy there it was facts it was like she was like a team of people that one sitting down uh john was saying that there's the other sort you know stood around spotted around the room and you know it, even that the i've experienced I, I told you how when i was in uh, whips cross hospital in east london with that grandma and i was in the cancer ward and I, I, you just unless you've been in these places you you can't believe how this stuff works how these teams and it's not a dig it's, it's the way the process has been set up but you could you have to be a complete fool sorry go on has I was going to say, just, just for everyone else, when, when this happens, the reason why James is sharing this is to know this will happen every single time. And it's so scary. It's so, like, fearful driven on you. And we want people to understand, know that that is coming. You have to protect your energy and know that bad's coming. No fear's coming. Because whenever you've got cancer or when you've got an illness and someone puts all this fear and death and all these people standing around you, all that's going to do is influence that anymore. So we really want you to understand that when this does happen, it will always happen. Protect your energy. It's almost like expect the bad news and just see how bad it can get. How bad and horrible these people are going to be? Because like James just said, it's designed to be done like that. It happens all the time. Worst case scenario as well with these charts. They never give you a good mm. case scenario. So question, guys, what's the best case scenario? We've done it a few times with our clients and they stutter. The doctors don't know how to answer it. They're not prepared for these questions back. They're just used to giving directions to it. And again, it, it just shows you, once you can understand that this does happen and then, oh, they said that, that happened. You're alert, you're present. You're not feeding off of this energy anymore because you're expecting it to come. Bang on, mate. Perfect. And to, to actually, again, to show that I'm not someone who 
even in with that guy last night, that doctor last night, because he, he was, he's been a doctor for 25 years, this guy that this egotistical gentleman that had gone on to. But even he said on his video, which is, is worth watch, because as I said to you, Harry, some of what he said mixed in with all of the proclaiming that you only had Jesus as an option in life stuff that he kept going on about. In between that, he was throwing in some good, real mainstream medicinal experience that I've never experienced. I've seen it, but from to sit for to hear it from an accredited, well-known doctor saying this is why I pulled away from it, and that's what he basically said. He said it's from although he was calling it demonic, he was saying it's the way it's set up. We we come in. And we strategically are placed around, often in a way that, you know, from experience now, so that's what he said, and often from uh, away from what I've experienced, like in this hospital in East London, which is where I grew up, this was my local hospital, which is funny, I'd gone there for all my footballing injury career to this hospital and only ever seen it from that perspective. I'd never been on the council ward. To go on the council ward is awful. It's absolutely awful. Um... And they, they go around in teams and they surround the bed. They surround the bed. They're talking down, energy words down to the person. The family members are sitting down around the bed. And you feel the energy from the, just the, the, the beingness of them being there, that they've come to deliver bad news. And, that, you know, there, there's, there's, no, there's nothing else that can be done now after what I tell you I'm about to be told. That, this is a layman's way to explain it, if you can. That this is the delivery of the death sentence. That, that, this is how. And in this meeting, this first meeting, back to Daisy, so he said, John said, the way it was placed around the room and the way they made sure the tone was sad and glum and one of them came up and squeezed Daisy on the shoulder and for the cynics out there that would say oh you're there being nice and you're just n no I've experienced and the little girl herself said she felt that this, this girl's 15 so she's a little girl but she's freaking clever 15 years old she's a lot cleverer than me than, than what I am at 40 but she knows what's going on and she said James it was it was awful it was like they was just pushing their negative energy into me, into making me scared. And I could see, and uh, you know, imagine that little girl, she said, and again, all she, bless her, when I work with her, you know, she's worried about her family. She's taking on that at 15 because she's seeing the state that the parents have been put into initially, because this all changed well, up until what's going on now, which, which was a sort of shortcutted to yesterday, which they couldn't do anything about. And this is how corrupt our legal system is in this country um but at, at that point it, it was implemented initially with with the sad news and then it was the haha but there's a silver lining out come the statistics 70 percent 60 percent 50 percent like i said nothing offering healing nothing that was not an option from the beginning with it and bearing in mind at this point it was being diagnosed as e-wing sarcoma right so back to why i've just digressed into all that so the mum has experienced all this now. And of course, the mum, after the session, I'm not saying it's because of the session I did with her, but after that session, she sent me a lovely message. Um, we were talking about, you know, funny enough, have you used one of your lines? Um, what does she need now? A warrior or a warrior? Yeah, that's one of your lines, mate. I used one of your lines in that. And I think I told you, remember, and I elaborated into saying, just think when you're, because she told me, she goes into her room, oh, this is, really sad she goes into her room sometimes she said when she's not there or when she's asleep 
and she just stands there and she says she just looks at her little girl and uh, she just breaks her heart breaks she said i just cry quietly because i can't help it i just can't help it i just cannot help the emotion of how bad i feel how do you can imagine what's going around in this woman's head around in her soul and the, the talk about conflict of ego and and soul that must be going on this in this mum's head and uh so she's now in a position where she's 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 been made aware of her ego again it's made it's such a good example of what we talk about in regards to ego and how important it is to be aware of your ego because now she's aware of her ego and how it's it's let her let her soul down in her opinion in her words she's now a lot more bolsy with with her so she's and the dad, obviously the dad, bear in mind, the dad's just lost a twin sister to cancer, was trying this approach, was getting batted back, couldn't even get over to see his sister who died on her own because of COVID and all the rest. And not, she died of cancer, but couldn't go over to Ireland, which is where she was because of COVID. So again, he's already pissed off with his system that clearly, it, you know, from a common sense, as I love to say, this childlike logic perspective, something's not right in all of this. This isn't fair what's going on at all. Something's just not right. So now they've got that foundation as a family. So even from that first, sorry, they, so they've come back from that first meeting now. They told me about it. Um, and I, I coached them, uh, basically, in the nicest possible way. But when I say I coached them, all I did was I listened to all of their egotistical worries come out. And in between their worries were so many soulful truths. And I just made sure they was aware that they're already answering what they need to do next as a family. One of the things I said was to make sure that you're, you're not taking, you're not obligated to go into their offices. You're not doing any tests yet. Okay. You're, this is all, and this is the process they do. They keep, and I've seen it. I saw this eight years ago with my uncle. This is how it all started for me. And this, I mean, I saw, this has been, so even I can testify for at least the last eight years, this is how this has been designed. They start interrupting your work, your life space, uh, your, your normal routines by, oh, we need you to come in for this consultation. We need you to come in for that consultation. Because what that does as well, if you think about it from a common sense perspective, your routines of your normal life, which will give you some solace, is now also being disrupted. She's being taken out of school because she has to go in. And bearing in mind, the little girl is feeling fine. I never, she said to me, James, I, I just was sitting there and I felt fine. I felt fine. I was being told all this stuff, but I felt okay. If anything... I just wanted to get out of there, which she did do in, in, on more than one occasion. She sent the social services out of her house, which we're, we're going to touch on because this is where these nasty people took your story. Um, thanks very much, Anna. That's really kind of you. She's amazing. I'm not amazing. She's amazing. And her family's amazing. Trust me. Uh, I want you to, because a lot of this stuff we covered again on Monday, I want you to get up to the point where social services come in because the, this is like the nitty gritty stuff of, I think, you okay. need to hear. Cool. So anyway, so what I was trying to get to then, just to sum that up, is the parents are now aware that uh, the, the medical system is, 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 is definitely not being completely genuine. Simple as that. This is when they start getting up to yesterday, the scans. Do you remember I started saying we got to a stage? So I said to them, uh, uh, took John, the, the next person I took through an experience was John the dad. He had some lovely insights. He, he realized himself he needed to get some second opinions, which was, you know, you've got to help let people come to these wins their self. Uh, so he was like, right. So he went out, he, he got two scans. He got one scan done initially, which 
to just quickly summarise that, didn't tell the private scan place that it was going to what it was about, just got, just said there was a lump, they wanted it scanned, didn't tell them, sorry, that they'd gone to the hospital. Um, once the private scan results had come back, they compared the size of the tumour from the months ago um, that the uh, the first scan was done to this scan, which was after the girl already starting on the plant medicine. And it had shown initially on that one that if it hadn't slightly reduced the main lump, it had definitely stopped growing, which was huge. Because up until that point, and you could look into that type of cancer, it's a very fast, aggressive growing cancer. Um, it had been growing at a rapid pace, and all of a sudden there was a hole. In fact, there was a slight reduction on the main lump. So the family like, oh, my God, you can imagine you know it's gone from hope to a an experience now so now they're going back to the hospital saying right because what i did say to them look what the hospitals do is they're going to come at you at paperwork lots and lots of paperwork because if things do get nasty this is how they win they bring all this to the party and you've got nothing so i said you need to start armoring yourself with first of all information so i'm just declaring that information about what's going on with your little girl you start looking into her body her system that cancer okay um uh, and then uh, obviously you need to start getting private scans done yourselves you can even get blood tests get stuff done yourself so you can show look we're vigilant parents we're doing our due diligence as parents why would we just sit back and just be told this has to happen bearing in mind we've been told this the only option at the minute is this extremely damaging um did i harry did i touch on the five-year window yesterday because this i did i spoke you, about you the five years on it, but you didn't explain what it was you said didn't, you didn't explain it well okay you've gone really quiet mate you're, you're pull sorry. your mic over your shoulder again can you hear me now no you've gone really quiet uh, do you know what? Sorry, ignore me. I, I know what it is. Don't want to digress. That's because the phone call came and I declined it. It changes the volume. Let me just see if I can change that. Sorry, people. Ugh. This is what happens when a phone call comes and doesn't happens on your phone, but it knocks the speaker volume down. If someone could just confirm, am I coming through clearly, Harry? Yeah, you're better now. All right, cool. So, um, so basically, I said arm yourself with loads of paperwork. So, hi, Terra. Um, so, the parents are now going back to the hospital and saying, look, guys, and again, John, I mean, I was talking at this stage, I was talking to John every day. Every time they went to the hospital, I spoke to John before because he'd ring me up and ask me to just prepare him for what's. Uh, and by the way, I'm not claiming to be someone, oh, look, at, look at him saying he's preparing them for this and he's, how he is a little bit quieter. Okay, so it has dropped our volume a bit, has it? Um, okay. I'm not trying to, like I said, to be this all seeing, oh, trying to be, I'm the person who knows best. Not at all. What I have done, though, over the last eight years, which nearly took me to breaking point in my own life, in my own marriage, is take on and observe how the families react to what's going on. And just as important, what the mainstream approach is to the family network in regards to the fear mongering. I just experienced it. I'm not, this, I've got no agenda here. This is my experience. This is not a, a, a conspiracy. This is not me watching a documentary. This is what I've seen over these eight years. Harry, am I lying? Because you've been there for the last five or four. You've seen it yourself. Yeah? Every time. They don't want the family to feel settled. It disrupts everything. Cancer, first of all, the word cancer does anyway. But then the way the game is played, the whole way, put, they make sure everything is disjointed. 
I think yes, I'll go. I know I've not. I know where my chain of thought is, Harry. I'm going to go to the five year thing. By the way, before you say that, I did yesterday explain the splitting up of the parents in the hospital. Right? Yeah. Touched on that. So again, so you guys know about that. That's all right. I mean, how evil that was. That was awful. Uh, and then threatening the dad with the police. So anyway, so basically, with 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 back to the the, the situation that they're facing as well is the fact that what I said to the dad is another thing is you you've asked. Because you, you're entitled, it's what people don't understand. You are entitled to question your doctors. You are entitled to say, I'm going to get a second opinion. You are entitled to say, can you guarantee your diagnosis is what it is before you go in for this particular type of treatment? Now, why is that important? Well, did I mention, Harry, that they misdiagnosed their cancer yesterday? Touched on that. So let's yeah. get to that. At this stage, it was after they got their first private scan done, they went back to the hospital, that another, uh, on, another consultant um, had looked at the scans and they basically admitted, we're really sorry, it's not earring sarcoma, it's classic Hodgkin's lymphoma, which isn't as rare, still very aggressive, but a different type of cancer, which was a different type of treatment. So they were going to give this girl, like I said yesterday, they was battering her with all this, you've got to get this done now, we've got to get you in for a catheter fitted. Uh, ah, important to mention, this is when they told the family, this is the care plan. We put the catheter, you come in on a Monday, we, put, we only put the catheter in on a Wednesday, Thursday latest, and we never start treatment on the weekends. There's a relevance to that. So you come in on a Monday, you have a consultation. Coming yes, on a Wednesday, latest Thursday, you had the catheter fitted, and then you come in on, you, sorry, then it would be the next week that you'd start the training, you would, uh, the treatment. You would never have treatment over the weekend. So bear in mind, again, this is another thing in this midst of them, you know, this is when they're playing the all-conquering heroes. This is what we're going to do, and uh, this is how we work, and don't worry, we know, you know, this is how you're going to play. We're planning them, their life for them. So they're placing them. This is what's going to happen now. You haven't got a choice. This is what we're going to do now. This is what your life's going to be. So um, with the five-year window thing. So again, what I said to, with this list of side effects, I said, John, you're also entitled, because these are uh, their life-changing side effects, you're entitled to ask for some case studies or testimonials from people that have had this treatment for not uh, the short-term side effects, but long-term side effects, because they're chucking these statistics of 70% this, 60% and all the rest of it, this amount of time. And it turns out, and again, this is a disclaimer, I don't know if this is for every type of cancer, for every type of scenario, but it turns out in this case, the way it works is, there's that hospitals have got this, I don't know if it's a legislation, how it's gauged, but they've got the way they, when they do their statistics and they report the success of cancer, They've got this five-year window. How do you know these testimonies? Yeah, good point. How would you know that they're genuine as well? Um, they've got this five-year window whereby if within five years, any of the side effects, to touch on first of all, death uh, due to treatment, heart attack, hair loss, uh, infertility, any of those, if, if, uh, or, or the cancer coming back, obviously, or the cancer coming back, then it's deemed as a, obviously the treatment wasn't successful. So then obviously they, they, 
they're going back in for what they do then as well they up the ante they give you and i saw this with my uncle you start off with a certain level of radiation because he had radiotherapy then there was a next level of of radiotherapy and then there was a third tier of active rate which so it gets more and more intense every single time so within five years that's that's the way it works now these side effects obviously especially for a 15 year old girl you don't want to know really what's five years all right what's for the rest of this girl's life and that the mum and dad was was so they, they they bit on that and it was like well yeah of course they, they must be able to give me some sort of evidence to, to reassure me then because they're bearing in mind at this stage they're pushing for the parents to sign the consent form and I just said if it was me I wouldn't sign that at this stage if I wasn't confident and I'm sure that's fair enough to say that's that's not being provocative is it you you would, you, would you agree like until if it's your child you wouldn't just sign it because um, what I'm saying I, I don't want people to watch this and think, because it is, it is serious, this. It's, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say I'm telling these people what to do. I said the same thing every time. I'll only tell you, you're asking for my opinion and for my experience. If it was my child, I wouldn't sign a consent form. Because once you've signed that consent form, it's all systems go. You can't back out at that point. That's it. You're, you're committed to it. So, um, so I said, yeah, just ask that. So, of course, what happened then? After the hospital had been on them, non-stop, phone calls and all the rest of it, went quiet for a week. And then the mum and dad start panicking. So then the conversations, bear in mind, the conversations up until that point have been, James, I just, I need to get them off me. They're on us all the time. They're threatening us with this. Hell no, don't give you over your control. Exactly, Tara. They're threatening us uh, with this. Uh, uh, not threatening, not at that stage. It, it was all about, right, we need you in for a blood test. Again, they kept trying to get her in for... Uh, can you come in and meet this person? Can you come in and meet that person? But, but again, knowing what's, what that is doing is, is if you accept all that, can you imagine as a parent, you're driving back into the hospital every time, absolutely scared shitless of what you're about to be told next. So you, first of all, you've been told it's this cancer. You've been misdiagnosed now and told it's another cancer. Like, so already you're so, you, you know, you think all, all of a sudden that egotistical, these guys know better than me, is your soul's now coming up going, hold on a minute, what's going on? Like, I'm not feeling confident. And all they kept asking for was reassurance. That's what they kept saying. I said, make sure when you're talking to these people, explain, okay, you're, you're not coming from a point of arguing. You're coming from a point as, why wouldn't I as a parent be questioning absolutely everything you're saying to the point where I don't care if you're frustrated with the amount of questions I'm asking because I need to digest this. This is my little girl. This is my child. I want to have that power in knowing that a decision that I am, you're now asking me to sign over because she's not getting a say. So I've got to be the one to sign over this death sentence to my little girl, potentially. And you're making it difficult for me to put pen to paper just because you won't give me what I'm asking, which is not unreasonable. Some case studies about this treatment, how successful it's been in people of her age. You know, everything you'd ask. What would you ask if you took your car in? You'd ask all the questions, you know, like that. If someone gave you a price, because that's what the chemo is. This is the price you pay. That's what it is. That's the price of, of, of this so-called not healing, but giving a better quality of life. The price is chemo. You took your car in, you'd want to know what you're getting for your money. And when they, like at the mechanics, uh, thing is with mechanics, they always shaft me because even though I ask, like I know what I'm talking about, they'll just go babbling on if I ain't got a clue what I'm talking about anyway. 
But you'd ask the question anyway. You'd want to know for yourself. So for your little girl with this situation, of course they're going to want to know. But And as, as nice as they were being, they was never biting on anything other than the first time that they got split up in that hospital, which was understandable that they got into an argument with the people. Uh, the hospital went quiet on them. So now the parents have gone from worrying of all the pressure that he was getting. I remember telling you at this point, Harry, Harry now I'm getting phone calls saying that they're, they're worried how quiet it's gone. And at that point, I said, now look, John, let's flip that on his head. All you've done is, in, number one, you've managed to slow them down because the thing they didn't want was that treatment. Because bear in mind, by now, at, at this stage now, where they've gone quiet on them, a bit of time has passed. Weeks have passed from when they've said, we need to get that in. You know, I said about the care plan, get the Kafka in, get them in on this day, blah, 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 right? So a good, a good two or three weeks have passed where they're occasionally coming back. Uh, and bearing in mind, uh, Harry, have you gone again? Go you there, Harry? It's disconnected again. You're really quiet again. Let me know if you're still there, mate. <coughs> Excuse me. Right, Haz, if you can hear me drop and come back in, I'll, I'll, I'll carry on telling people anyway. So at this point, um, the scan, the private scans that they've got done, these parents, imagine this as parents, you, you, that have shown that there's, it, at least the growth has stopped, this rapid, fast growth. Oh, you're there. Good, good, nice, Haz. Um, right, come back on, mate. I'll, sorry, people, let me just get Hazard back on. Uh, so this rapid growth, this cancer, has, has stopped growing. Okay, so the family are, you know, they're in a position of winning. They're feeling great uh, about what's going on. And the hospital are refusing to come back. They kick it. Oh, no, the, 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 whoever it is that looks at the scan, he, he's on holiday. He's coming back next Monday. Then wasn't there on the Monday. Like, this went on for ages. Like, so, they, you know, all, the, all of the, the speed in which they were pressing to get this girl into treatment was with, within days, within diagnosis to misdiagnosis to, right, we need to get in there now. This was all happening so, so quickly. Now, all of a sudden, the family are just in a position where, okay, we've, we've been, whether intentionally or not, we've been misled because it wasn't what they said initially. So our worries were justified. So now we're educating ourselves. And now we're coming back. We've just educated questions to reassure us. And we're getting shunned. So that straight away, in any other circumstance, most in every, any other scenario, you'd, most people would assume that that's almost an exception of guilt because they've gone, you know, you've gone from the bully, and you've been stood up to and you've just gone, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to engage at this point. So the family then went out. So because another few weeks have gone, they went and got another scan. Now this is where it gets interesting. And this is going to where it shows you the level of of corruption, in my opinion. And like I said, I'm sharing an experience. This, isn't, this, this, this is something, if I watched on the documentary about the NHS, I'd think, Jesus Christ, really? Well, like, this family have experienced this firsthand. So they, because, they, bearing in mind, they've been massaging the oil into Daisy's lamp. They've, they're just doing everything as a family, tell, like as a strong tell unit. Her, tell her, um, what tell they, God Daisy, has. Daisy's, Daisy's achievements as well, just quickly, of what you're getting oh, from the yes. sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, part of what me and Harry do, and people look into this, because this is something you could do for yourself, and this is part of our workshop, actually, is breath work. And um, one of the things, there's so many benefits of actually utilising your lungs properly, but 
to go to the extreme straight away, if you practice how to breathe to 100% of your lung capacity, albeit a short-term shift, but you can shift your body, especially when you're in a state of panic or you're worried about a meeting or you've got a job interview or you're facing cancer and you're in fight or flight mode, you can instantly shift the pH levels in your blood to be less toxic and more in an alkaline state. And for those people out there who don't know much about alkaline, alkaline in, to be in an alkaline state is when your body is in healing. It's, for example, when you're in a state of homeostasis as well, which again is, is something that you can achieve through breath work, which is massively important. Because again, it's when the body is just trying to rebalance any imbalances within the system, because that's what the human body does. We've all got this incredible reparation machine, which we can turn on. So Daisy, at this point, is in a position at this point she was holding her breath on an exhale okay for three minutes 15 years old now let that digest for a minute three minutes of breathing out so all, all the air out of her lungs and she can sit there with her eyes closed and just let her body mechanics shift for three minutes into a state of healing you try to hold your breath for three minutes and then you realize she's up now she's up now to three minutes and 26 seconds this girl's going to get to four minutes. And this, is, this was all, by the way, in preparation because I knew, unfortunately, and this is where this story is going to go, is especially when it comes to kids, because of, and this is going to be another conversation, because of the birth certificate, okay, this is how social services exist, by the way, is because when our children are born, there's two parts to that, that document we sign as a birth certificate. Really important. You've got the sovereign, soul, human, and then you've got the legal fiction. And both of my kids have fell foul to that, unfortunately. And the reason I knew how to prepare these, this family for social services is because of the encounter I had, which rocked my world. Because to realize that someone can come and legally remove your child is the most horrible. Do you remember, Harry? You was, I was on the phone to you that day, if you remember. And I couldn't believe it. It was just unbelievable. So... Again, so it was experiential knowledge that I was preparing, not only with the way the treatments work, not only with the way the hospital people work, but also where, unfortunately, I could see this story potentially going, which was going to be down the route of social services, how they work. So it's not that I'm saying, oh, look at him, I've got so much knowledge. No, this is experience. And this is why am I emphasizing that, guys? Because all of you out there have got so much experience in your lives that you should be proud of, and you've got so much knowledge within yourself and that's what you need to be sharing with others because we've all got truths like this. We've all got stories like this. To, to some extent, it'll be a different version, but it's, my point is, is just to, to really appreciate your experiences in life because that's where your lessons are. So please, please, that's my point. But anyway, so um, where was we, Hazard? Uh, holding the breath work uh, and then social services, you just kind of mentioned. You, social you, services you weren't in it at this point. So, no, yeah, they, so that's what happened. Back, so they they, the they've, got enough, they've got a second scan done. So they've now gone. Nice, thanks, Anna, for coming on. They, they've now yeah. gone for, they've now got the original hospital scan, the NHS scan. They've got their first private scan, which has shown that there's been a slight reduction in the main tumour. Definitely stopped growing. Definitely stopped, which in itself is incredible. And then they've, got, they've gone for a third private scan. Now, the third private scan, they went back to the same private place initially, but they'd been told that 
the, the guy that done the initial scan said he's been in contact with the NHS or with the, with the doctor and he, he, he wasn't going to, uh, even though it was a private, he, he wasn't going to be able to scan days anymore and she could only go and speak to the NHS. Now, straight away, what's the problem with that? Especially when they're paying as well. Yeah, that's your right. That's your God-given right. You're, you're not obligated to have to go to the NHS. What about the people, again, on a really simple example, what about 